Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia. It's Football Friday. Super Wild Card Weekend. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? Bills, Steelers, 1 o'clock live Sunday right here. Right here, right now. Guys, light me on fire and throw me through a table. Look where we are. <laughs> Wild Card Weekend and the Bills are a 10-point favorite against the Steelers. Amazing. How'd this happen? Here we are. Here the f*** we are. I hope it's bad weather because I think that's more fitting for Pittsburgh than it would be for Buffalo. Yeah. If something happens and the Bills lose, don't do that. Mike Danger. I think Pittsburgh will show up. These teams are very similar. The Bills have been pretty inconsistent in those wins. I have the Bills winning 21-17, but nothing's comfortable with this team. Happy birthday, Gene Battaglia. I'm with you on this. I think the Bills win. Hard for me to lay points in this game. Really hard for me to lay points. Yeah. The Patriots are sticking to the apparent plan and promoting Gerard Mayo to replace Bill Belichick. Sabres with a victory by a score of 5-3. to three. Amherst Hockey, 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan, Rochester. We'll check in with the latest from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Brooke Pryor covers the team for ESPN's NFL Nation. She's going to stop by the sports bar in about 20 minutes or so. We'll keep you updated as well on Sunday's game. I bet she's getting a lot of questions, too. Hey, what's going on with the game? What's the status? What's the status? Well, she's a little more dialed in than we are uh, with the direct line uh, to ESPN. Um, I'm sure ESPN is hoping the game would go off uh, as normal because, well, if you move the game and you can move the time, I would think Monday night would be the most logical uh, place that that you could move it to, which would put it head to head against ESPN uh, and the Eagles and uh, Buccaneers matchup. Um, that's something we appreciate all of our advertisers, by the way, including our friend Havana Mo, who he wants to mention that uh, he's got pizza at halftime. For Love everybody. Mo, yeah, Mo is the, the best, legend, absolute legend, a Spartan in our community. It's like you're going back in time there. We just walk in and you're smoking and you you're, like everything. Get so, us, light up a yeah. cigar, get a nice uh, glass of bourbon or scotch. No. Uh, no, just absolute chill. Just no anxiety in that place whatsoever. It's just chill. Mo's got the joint. That's that place is awesome. Yeah, and he's talking about lines and props and everything else that make your head spin. He's so, the best. Yeah, love that guy. Thanks for for your support, Mo. So, what does he got? He's got pizza, pizza at halftime, and then the Bills he, game. Yeah, and then he gives away uh, drinks uh, when the uh, Bills score a touchdown. Come he in. Yeah, come he in. I'll find my way to work my way down there to E seven. That's awesome. Love Mo. Appreciate you supporting the sports bar, Mo. We'll always have your back as well. Let's get to some takes in the sports bar. Yeah, it's uh, great. It's the recycled take here. Ah, you should have built a dome crowd in Buffalo. Look, money aside, and you can't pretend it's like not an issue, okay? Because it is. 
What are we talking about here? Are we talking about the comfort of watching the game, playing the game, the quality of play in the game? Or are we talking about public safety? Okay, that that's the issue here, folks. Let's talk about public safety. We don't talk enough about the location of the stadium here, Danger. Orchard Park is in that snow band, South Towns to Erie, PA. Downtown Buffalo should have been the location. You know, spark a little activity there. Plus, you get less chance of heavy snow, although in current format, it looks like Buffalo is going to get this, too. Um, the location of the new stadium isn't because, well, that's what you, the fans, wanted. No, it was because that was the prudent move. But cheaper. it does, like this week, it does this week, it comes at the cost of public safety. Let's have more public safety conversations. Oh, who cares? <laughs> It's football. I like this is where like we go to football to not worry about public safety conversations, all that. I know you have to think about that, and I don't want anybody to get into any kind of trouble or get hurt, or God forbid the worst case scenario happens. But we we have so much the government has so much control over what we can and can't do, and everything is legislated and every I like personal accountability. Like, if you don't feel safe, don't go out. No, 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 no. If the throughway is closed, then there's no the game. So that's kind of like that should be. Yeah, that that's the barometer here. That that that's what we're talking about here. Will you be closing the throughway? And I rem- now I remember the timeline of this because my daughter was coming back from Fredonia, and it was on a Thursday, and she just beat it. And the snowstorm hit on a Friday, and the throughway was closed because the throughway was closed. That's why they moved the game. Bills Browns from Buffalo to Detroit. Throughway closed, no game. That has nothing to do with government or whatever political. Well, somebody's angle. making the call to th- close the throughway. If, if, if you can't, right? But that's. Logic, you can't get through. Then you can. You, you just have to go back, back roads, and you know if you really want to find a yeah. way, you could get there. You don't need to take the throughway. You mm-hmm. could, you know, be a little bit more risky getting off the throughway. No, no. I don't like it, Gene. I want a game. I don't it's your care birthday. About you get whatever you want. I don't your care. Birthday, right? I don't care about the storm. Uh, I'm excited to see on Sunday night how Detroit fans react to the return of Matt Stafford in the Lions' first postseason game there at Ford Field. This is going to be a barometer for me and how I view Lions faithful. It'll be, I'll be sorely disappointed, Gino, if there's any sort of tribute video or anything <laughs> actually short of a steady rain of booze. Let's not forget Stafford wanted out of Detroit. He won the Super Bowl with the prettier girl. Give him his thank yous as he's leaving, but then it ends there. If I'm a Lions fan... I'm pulling out every insult I can. I'm doing everything in my power to rattle him. And I say all of this because it still may not be enough. The Rams are coming in hot. Stafford is the better QB. And I hate that the Lions fan who's suffered for this long is going to have their heart ripped out by their former quarterback. But that's exactly what I think is going to happen. I'm with PJ Rams plus three on Sunday night. Yeah. One of the things I'm not looking forward to, and it's very predictable. Like, sure. I think Detroit fans may boo, but it's not going to be anything, but there'll be one or two knuckleheads. And the most annoying spouse in football award to me goes to Kelly Stafford, because I'm sure she's going to highlight whatever person that says something mean to her, whatever it is. I mean, she's right up there with Brenda Warner as far as, uh, you know, overexposed. The Bills have one on their team. Yes, they do. Yeah, they, they, have, they have one, at least one on their team. That's like, OK, log off. 
I'm talking about Jordan Poyer's wife, yeah, right? Just yeah. log off. Yeah. It's okay. You you we're okay. You can log off. We'll be fine. Um yeah, steady course of boost. That's what I expect out of Lions fans. Anything less than that will make me disappointed and honestly they'll get what they deserve. But I I don't like that. I, I I'm predicting that the Lions fans will have their hearts ripped out by the guy that was there for as many years as he was in Matt Stafford. Dan Dugan, the athletic offers some insight into the breakup between giants head coach, uh, Brian Dable and there's a defensive coordinator, Wink Martindale. <laughs> it paints Dable having an anger management issue. Oh, you think on game day, he's a madman really? to the point where you got to take your headsets off or take one ear off one individual adding that Martindale didn't like and couldn't stand Dable's stares and how he kind of just looks at you when upset during games. <laughs> yeah okay yeah yeah all um, right giant fans belichick is available belichick is your guy if you're my age you give him the credit not parcells for super bowl 25 he would come back to big blue in a heartbeat now it would be so unlike big blue to make a move like this but does anyone see Brian Dable working out there long term? I don't, but it it's not going to happen because Dable and Shane are the McDermott and Bean of the NFC East. They're married, and if one fails, they both fail. I don't think Joe Shane gets a another crack at head coach. And the ownership is not going to say, do this. Right. Everything that I'm hearing that you just said puts a smile on my face. It's like, yeah, Dable just doesn't know how to keep his emotions in check. He's the old school I'm going to intimidate you through, you know, being more loud, being more aggressive. The the the, the uh, steely stare when you do something wrong. We all know that move. What happened after 13 seconds in that locker room? Oh God, I don't that even want to like think about that, it. Well, that there's been a lot of chatter that like Ugh. table was going off. Ugh. Had to have been going off. Had to have been going absolutely bananas. <laughs> His offense did everything you needed him to do and more. They ex- that off. We haven't seen anything like that in the NFL ever. Like that was remarkable. That game was remarkable. That offense, both offenses, completely unstoppable. Yeah, Dayball was probably a little bit aggressive. He was probably over the. Th- in, I, I can't get over the fact that the post game handshake like. McDermott Dable. No, very clear. The two men don't like each yeah, other. No, it was not. That was not a, uh, that was not a friendly parting of ways when, when Dayball left with uh, Joe Shane, but one, one's in the postseason and one is uh, looking for a new defensive coordinator. Um, and, and everything that, that you're talking about there, none of that surprises me. Like that feels like Brian Dayball, first time head coach, yeah. not really presidential. I mean, we saw it with our own eyes. You don't see coaches undressing their starting quarterback, the way Dable did, the way Sean Payton did. I didn't like that. I mean, like I, I, I mean, I kind of like seeing Russell Wilson getting chewed out, but at the same time, like you know, you're the head coach and that's your quarterback, man. You guys got to be aligned. You're not really giving off the impression. If you're staring down your defensive coordinator, that you guys are all on the same page screams of dysfunction, <clears throat> busy weekend, lots of football Sunday. I'll also be celebrating uh, my nephew Vinny's birthday. And during breaks in the Bills game, I know that we'll be over there popping over to the arcade basketball pop shot that he's got Ooh. in the basement. It's a good stuff. It's it's good rivalry that that we've got going here. Runs deep, and I can tell you right now, Sunday's my day, Gino. Sunday's my day, and here's how you set a tone. If you're at the arcade, you're up against it. You need some extra juice to get over on your preteen opponent. 
I've got a Jordan montage, a motivational montage queued up on YouTube, ready to go. MJ in my head, MJ in my ear as I'm draining buckets, making it rain in Vinny's basement, making it rain at Adventure Landing, wherever the, the setting is. Need that extra push to get the W. It's a strong play. It's uh, it's all in the wrist, dude, with the uh, you know, with the, the Papa shot that came yeah. there. Well, so. I'm not going to get that from Jordan in my ear. Jordan's not going to tell me. He's going to yeah. tell me, you, you just need one more rep, just one more. Mm. Keep going, yeah. keep going, keep fighting, keep fighting. He's not going to tell me anything about my form. It's going to be all about determination. Okay, this is a good kind of topic here because, like, at what age? Because, like, it's it, when Vinny is six or seven. Uncle Chris is not burying him in any game. You're letting the kid win, right? Or you're no. just having some fun. No. What do you mean, let him win? You think, it, let him win? That's never an option. Let him win. No, 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 no. Come on. When he's like five, six, seven. Stay down. Like 12 is like, like what age? Vinny's turning 11. So he's competitive. He's He wants to win. And he's always... My, my girls were that way. We play board games all the time. As long as I can remember the board games. You guys try to cheat? I'm going to call you out. We're going to follow the rules. Daddy's in it to win it. You, oh, you're going to lose? Stay down. That's right. I'm the champ. That's that's how we roll in, in my house. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Let them win. Let them win. When they're kids. Yeah. Let most them pe- win. Most people would let their kids win. Stop it. What kind of a... That's not setting... That's not how you set a tone. They're kids. Dude. That's not how you set a tone, that's Gene. They're kids. All right. Listen. If everybody wants to complain about a generation of snowflakes, Gene Battaglia is the cloud of which those snowflakes were born. Not me, my friend. I'm setting a tone. We're gonna we're gonna compete. I'm in it to win it. New forecast here: uh, one to three feet of possible Saturday morning to Monday. Evening. Pretty wide range there. Yeah, like one foot over forty eight hours. There's a game. Three feet. So the snow is starting Saturday morning, Sunday morning, Saturday night, Saturday night. The snow Excuse starts. Me, the, no correction. Saturday morning. So Saturday morning, the snow starts. They'll have if 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 it goes the way a lot of lake effects and you can't really predict it. It will. You know, you could have eight feet of snow depending on where the band decides it wants to hang out. But if it's starting Saturday morning by kickoff on Sunday. What are we talking about? Two feet of snow? Potentially? Yeah. Right. Right? I mean, like, you just kind of project it out. To, I mean, it's, it's going to be an uncomfortable amount of snow. <laughs> is this how the season is going to end? You and I both picked the Bills. I have yeah. uh, the Bills winning this 13 to 9. Oh, I just say field nine. goal fest. How are you I, kicking field goals if there's a foot of snow? No, no, no. Miss PAT fest, ah. dude. Yeah, that's where we're like, and I just say nine for, you know, for sports you know, bar karma. That's it. Nine yeah. times. That's right. But okay. if it's that close and there's a special teams play, like this ride, this ride is going to end in a I snowstorm. honestly don't believe. And uh, I, I always feel like when we talk about weather games, that the weather, it gets blown out of proportion and then by the time the game comes it's a factor but it's not the factor do you know what i'm saying like it was definitely a factor in that colts game you couldn't really do anything in that colts game that well for the record that snuck up on everybody no one was saying that was coming and then all of a sudden oh bam here it is typical buffalo fashion They've been right on these things the last few times, Danger. Like, there have been, and we've 
kind of just gotten grazed here. Like Christmas Eve, that was terrible out there. Horrible. I don't think anybody's saying it's that level, but they were right. They said, you know, so yes, your Count Heskos are very correct when it comes to this stuff. Well, uh, we will check in with Brooke, Brooke uh, Pryor covering the Steelers for ESPN's NFL Nation. See if their side is hearing anything new in terms of what the plan might be here for this game going on as scheduled Sunday at one o'clock or could something else be afoot or maybe two feet, three feet, four feet of snow. (laughs) Mike Danger, be sure your station doesn't do weather. (laughs) I should do weather every time. (laughs) I am Gondesco. Be sure to watch... 13 Vom News tonight. Al Hart giving me the whole half hour. <laughs> Where'd Gene go? He disappeared from the video stream. I don't know what happened just now. He's just completely. Oh, there he is. He's back. Okay. Whew, Count Hetzko just shows up. Gene disappears. It's like a phantom. It's a, the weirdest thing. Maybe he gets hit by lightning. Re- I don't know what you're talking about. Reemerges. Brooke Pryor, ESPN NFL Nation reporter for the Steelers. Going to be our guest next in the sports bar. Hang on. You're listening to the Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia on 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan Rochester. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Fan Rochester Sports Update. Bills Friday injury report is out. Gabe Davis and Taylor Rapp both out for this game. Listed as questionable, Rasul Douglas and Tyrell Dotson. As far as the Bills, Stephon Diggs is ready. Trying to lead my team the right way and uh, stack these wins at this point. You know, you're guaranteed one game at this point. You know, this season has been a season. Uh, going into the playoffs, I'm really just trying to stay in the right mind frame. And stay focused on the task at hand. 
Weather continues to be the concern. Governor Kathy Hochul has declared a state of emergency that's going to run through the weekend. Brooke Pryor, ESPN.com NFL Nation Steeler reporter, joining us next year in the sports bar. Amherst, two games in Charlotte tonight at 7 with Don Stevens, then the outdoor game tomorrow night. Drop Mayo, the new head coach of the New England Patriots. Alabama is hiring Washington head coach Kalen DeBoer. Gene Battaglia on the Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950. The Fan Rochester. Pull up a stool and join us. 585-866-4FAN. 866-4326. The Sports Bar with Danger and Battaglia on the Sports Leader. 95.7 FM and AM 950. The Fan, Rochester. Well, some of it is the footing. Um, outside is on the grass is, is tough um, with you know how wet it is and how some, some of the... Uh, I just, you know, I got to think first and foremost about um, protecting our players from injury based on where we'd be, we'd be going to practice. So our groundskeepers do a heck of a job. It's not on them. It's just on this time of year, right? So um, it's it's different year to year, week to week, day to day. Um, today we'll go down to the stadium like we've done before. But if the conditions weren't safe for us to do that, then we would have stayed inside and, and done that route too. So either way, uh, we, we figure it out. There's a football game that's going to be played at some point between the Steelers and the Bills here Super Wild Card Week, and we go to Pittsburgh, and we check in with one of our favorites covering the team for ESPN's NFL Nation, Brooke Pryor, joining us in the sports bar. Brooke, it's kind of overwhelmed our conversation about this game, and I'm sure in Pittsburgh it's a big, a big topic of conversation as well. The weather, what are you hearing from your angle as far as what the, the Bills and the Steelers might be thinking here come Sunday at 1 o'clock if they indeed kick off at that time? Yeah, you know, it's interesting that you use the sound about the practicing in the stadium, getting prepared for the elements, the surface, the wind, because that's exactly what the Steelers have been doing this week. Um, they were in Acrisure twice, uh, and then they practiced inside back at their facility today. But while Pittsburgh is not Buffalo weather, uh, someone that was standing on the sideline in Acrisure watching practice, uh, it was cold. Uh, the ground, the, they moved practice over there because as Mike Tomlin said, they had the heating elements in the ground in Pittsburgh, which is similar to the elements in the ground at Highmark, although obviously here it's turf, Pittsburgh. I mean, they've been preparing as best you can, but I don't know how you prepare for, you know, a snow game when the range is anywhere from a couple inches to feet falling during the game. Yeah, Brooke, this is what this is benefit to the Steelers, right? If the Steelers are looking to kind of win an ugly game as they've won a bunch of them, this could be the great equalizer. Would you agree on that? I would think so. I mean, especially the way that the Steelers have been running recently. I stack numbers off, but Najee Harris has been much better in December and January than he's been at any other point in his career. And that's kind of been a year-to-year thing. He's been much more effective at the end of seasons I think if you're a Steelers, the thing really good about is the fact that Najee Harris is doing this right now at this point in the season with the fewest care had in an, in an NFL season because of the emergence of Jalen Warren. They've really been backing the two of them out. And so it's fresh in January, which is a crazy sentence to say. And Terrell Austin, or sorry, Eddie Faulkner, the offensive coordinator this week, told me, this is why we drafted him. This is why we wanted this guy because he's built for this situation, this weather. So I, I do think that that would an equalizer. Do I think that makes the Steelers favorites? Eh, not quite so much. They're still playing without TJ Watt, but offensively, I think that, that it helps that 
that it seems like it could be more of a ground game on Sunday. Now, a lot is being made of that kind of emergence of the, the Steelers run game, but not a lot is being said about their opponents in those games where the run game looked good. You played Seattle, who allowed the most rushing yards to running back since week nine. Uh, the Bengals, who have struggled against the run, and you played the backups of the, of the Baltimore Ravens just last week. Is it the run game of the Steelers improving, or is it the benefit of an inferior opponent on the other side of the ball? You know, I think it's a little bit of both. I don't think it's completely full, full gold, but it might not be 14 karat solid gold. Uh, but I do think that the Steelers have something going with the way their offensive line has been playing much better recently. You're right. The, the defensive opponents that they faced have not been the best of the best, but the schemes that they're using, the way that they're running, the direction that they're running, I think shows that this group has at least improved since early in and we got to mention Mason Rudolph, like, which is a wild sentence to say that I'm having to say, gosh, we really need to remember that Mason Rudolph in the playoffs or heading to the playoffs is a reason why the Steelers are here and a reason why this run game is better, but because he's really opened up the game, given them a vertical threat that before defenses were packing the box and the Steelers couldn't move. Now they're having to, to respect that deep threat. And when they are packing the box, the Steelers have still been able to run the ball. Uh, we're talking to Brooke Pryor, covers the Pittsburgh Steelers for ESPN, NFL Nation. Um, so, yeah, I would think most people would say, yeah, Mason Rudolph, no surprise that he got the nod. So where do things stand with Kenny Pickett? And why is he still listed as the, the, the first-string quarterback? I mean, will we have an open competition, or has the ship sailed here with Kenny Pickett? Well, for one thing, there was a, a very intrepid reporter. It wasn't me, but someone did ask Mike Tomlin why Kenny Pickett was still listed at number one of the depth chart, and he very much dismissed that question. Mike Tomlin doesn't concern himself with depth charts. They're, you know, a requirement, I believe, by the NFL to at least have one. They don't say it has to be accurate. So I think to me, though, it is somewhat symbolic that I think Kenny Pickett is still this team's starting quarterback next year. And that's because they have to hire an offensive coordinator who's going to come in with his own system, revamp things. And I think they still want to give Pickett a shot to prove that he can be the first round pick that they thought he would be when they drafted him. Um, I think that that means that they add to the room. It wouldn't surprise me at all after quarterback in the second round. Um, Mason Rudolph is an interesting situation because he's not under contract going into next season. Uh, could maybe get some money outside of Pittsburgh. If I'm Mason Rudolph and another team's offering me more money, I would very much consider that. Um, but I, I do think that Mason Rudolph, the, the biggest um, kind of thing that I can draw from this situation is that Mason Rudolph has extended his NFL career, whether in Pittsburgh or elsewhere, just by the way he's played last month. All right, so Brooke, he's played well the last month, but what took them so long? I mean, it, why was he buried on this this depth chart and and those games that Trubisky was starting in place of Pickett? I mean, imagine if you had Rudolph playing the way he's playing now. You're talking about a Steelers team that's competing with Baltimore for the division and not scra scraping in as the seventh seed. I mean, you're right. Uh, however, who has been at every practice, at training camp, I've seen Mason Rudolph over the years. I've seen Mason Rudolph this year. He hasn't looked the way he's looking on the field in practice. He's thrown a lot of picks. He he hasn't looked, I mean, as confident as he's looked in the in the last couple of games. So I think that it's very much a revisionist history and, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. I think the Steelers took a chance when they decided to put Mason Rudolph in and 
Mitch Trubisky was very disappointing when he came in. I think that's my biggest takeaway from this quarterback situation is just what frustrating it, it must be to look at Trubisky not up to the standard that they thought he would. And this is and this is Mason Rudolph and exceeding expectations and exceeding what he's shown in practice. Um, and I think also the reason he's doing really well in these games is that he's overcome a lot of adversity going back to when he was drafted in 2018 and Ben Roethlisberger saying, well, I'm, I don't need to teach him. If, if he has the question, maybe I'll just throw the playbook at him. And then 19, we obviously know everything that happened. He starts for an injured Ben Roethlisberger, ends up getting hit in the head with his own helmet by Miles Garrett or having it swung at him, gets benched, gets hurt. He's just, I think, able to play right now when these situations are so hectic and high pressured because he's already ridden that roller coaster of chaos. And it's, I mean, he told me earlier this week, it's almost like he's been every game he's played in has been a playoff game, but it for him personally and his own career personally. Brooke, uh, we, we kind of chuckled at Sean McDermott this week. He's bringing up the preseason game and talking about the Steelers physicality and looking, you know, you know he's got a, point there I guess uh, you know when it comes to the physicality and I would guess that would be my question here like you know it's funny that it would source the preseason game but who's the more physical team would you say that's so hard to say I, I think that they're both very physical teams um, I see the Steelers most often and so I think that my answer is going to be based off of what I've watched more of and that would be the Steelers um, because they just they play with this mean streak. They always have. That's been a hallmark of Mike Tomlin's team. But I don't think that the Bills are far off. I mean, it's actually been kind of funny this week when we were talking to Najee Harris saying, you know, Mike Tomlin has said that playing AFC North opponents, a benefit to the Steelers is this familiarity with AFC North opponents, and they just tend to perform much better against those teams. And then we said, does it kind of feel like the Bills are similar to that because you've played them so often in the regular season, you've seen them in the preseason, there's more familiarity. And he said, yeah, that's a great point. Mike Tomlin brought that up this week, that there are some tendencies and things that we think we can exploit with the Bills because we've seen them so often. Brooke, speaking of Tomlin, and we, we have plenty of Pittsburgh Steeler fans that listen to our show. I'm friends with a lot of Steeler fans, and, and boy, a lot of them just not Tomlin people, just over Tomlin uh, consistently plays up or down to the level of his competition, doesn't always come into games prepared. Lots of criticisms, even though he's got this sterling record of of never having a losing season, even though he's gotten his team to the postseason all these years. There's a lot of worse options out there than Mike Tomlin. I guess I'm asking the question, if the Steelers lose, to Buffalo, and it's an embarrassing way or, or, or just any sort of loss. Does anything change with the Steelers coaching staff, specifically with Mike Tomlin to start? You know, I don't think so. I mean, obviously there's going to be a change on the offensive side of the ball, and that could lead to change with, you know, Eddie Faulkner or Mike Sullivan, the running backs coach and the quarterbacks coach. But I do know that Mike Tomlin really likes those two, um, really like Pat Meyer, defensive staff. I think they feel really solid about but. Like you said, starting with Mike Tomlin, I don't expect that no matter the outcome on Sunday that there would be a change to his status as the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I I think that 
there was a time earlier this season that it felt the most unstable that it has in a while um, because of that three-game losing streak, because of the George Pickens drama going on with the lack of effort, and can Mike Tomlin still get through to this team? But I look at the way that they rebounded from that, and I think that it shows that he is so good at getting more out of less, and that's why he's the right guy to be the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. The uh, Bills, by the way, just <laughs> tweeted out, Brooke, uh, we need snow shovelers. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Yep. Uh, we're on notice here. Uh, Brooke Pryor, uh, yeah, NFL. Uh, by the way, Brooke, I, I bring a shovel to every game. So, like, you have my phone. If you get stuck, as a lot of people do, um, we're here for you. I'm making the way up. Um, you were there three years ago, I recall, for the uh, for the opener. And Steelers won that game. And a couple things, uh, reasons why I think the Steelers won that game. Special teams touchdown. If the Steelers get one of those, that the, the, that'll go a long, long way. But I just remember T.J. Watt going wild that week, and it was right after he signed his contract, and he was a big, big difference. Big question, how do the Steelers go about uh, replacing the production of T.J. Watt this week? Well, I think they say a prayer, uh, (laughs) probably several prayers, maybe get a rosary out, like some votives. Uh, But this team is really confident in Marcus Golden and Nick Herbig, and I think that you never want to be without a Defensive Player of the Year candidate, But if they had to pick a year to be without him or a situation to be without him, it's other than being a playoff game, which obviously makes it really bad. They have the depth at the position that they haven't had in several years. Um, Ever since really that they let Bud Dupree walk in free agency, they just have never been able to get a solid third, fourth outside linebacker to rotate in with, with TJ Watt. And now they have Alex Highsmith, who has had a really under-the-radar season. He doesn't have the stats, but he's been really, really solid. And then they've got Marcus Golden. They've got Nick Herbig. Marcus Golden is a vet. Nick Herbig is a rookie who's really come on strong lately. Mm-hmm. I think Marcus Golden has four sacks this season. Nick Herbig, three. They each have uh, a fumble recovery. Nick Herbig has a forced fumble. And I think that they're guys that this team feels confident in and I mean, Landon Roberts told me this week, nobody in the soccer room is blinking because we don't have TJ Watt because we're asking Nick Herbig and Marcus Golden to come in here and, and play for him. Um, but I do think that it's, you wish you had TJ Watt. You'd most certainly prefer to play with him, but I think that this is different versus like last season when TJ missed half the year with the pec injury and they were rotating in, I think, Malik Reed. I can't remember who else was back there, but that should show you that they really didn't have any depth at that position. Um, I think that they have quality depth this year, and that's a big boost. Brooke, TJ Watt is the big injury, but nobody's 100% this time of year. Mika Fitzpatrick coming back. Najee Harris missed some time earlier this week in practice. Talk, talk to us just overall about the health of this Steelers team coming into Orchard Park on Sunday. I mean, it is kind of crazy. This is the healthiest I think that this team has been in a while. Najee Harris has been battling with this knee injury, but when he's talked to us, he's very much downplayed it. And if he is dealing with something in the knee, which he obviously must be if it's on the injury report, he's still having his best games of the season, so that's not an issue. Um, Minka Fitzpatrick is playing for the first time since hurting his knee in Week 15. He had a hamstring injury earlier in the year, also broke his hand earlier in the year, but having him back in the secondary is huge. And they also get back to Monte KZ, who was suspended for the last three games uh, after that hit on Michael Pittman uh, in the Colts game. So 
this is a Steelers team that actually, other than TJ Watt, which is a pretty big other, is, is pretty healthy going into this one. Yeah, uh, Brooke Pryor, um, tell us what we can kind of read and get ready for here as far as Bill Steelers uh, on Sat on Sunday. For now, it's Sunday. Yeah, it's uh, all of my coverage is on ESPN.com. I've got a story up right now about how Mike Tomlin's motto, this late season stretch of scared money, don't make money, has help the Steelers bet on themselves and, and get their way to the playoffs. So that is up online. And then you can also watch ESPN for all our coverage. I'm actually at Orchard Park right now about to tape some hits before uh. the snow comes in. So if you see me on TV and you're like, wow, the weather there doesn't look that bad because Friday night, because yeah. I did not want to have to make this drive down twice. <laughs> See, that's smart. smart. That's a veteran move yeah, by Brooke Pryor. Yeah. That's exactly what's going on. I try. You've done I this try. before. Brooke, appreciate the time. Great work covering the Steelers. We look forward to talking again real soon. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. You got it. Thanks, there Brooke. she is, Brooke Pryor, covering the Steelers for ESPN's NFL Nation in Orchard Park already. Wait a second. They tape things and replay them later on TV? Are you kidding me? Not everything is live. <laughs> I mean, if if I mean, just for the sake of good TV, you do want your reporter out there like Jim Cantor style, just like getting doused by snow, like a lake effect snow, just being dumped on the person while you're filming your your hit. That would be the way to go. But, you know, for Brooke, let's get her out there now and it'll probably look nice on TV instead of the feet of snow that are expected to fall here come Sunday. Okay. This is uh, the biggest clue we have to date danger that they're going to try to gut this out. So the bills just putting this out and this is nothing new, but the bills uh, are asking anyone age 18 and over, or if you're under 18 with proper working papers, interested in shoveling snow inside the stadium to come to Highmark starting at 10 p.m. tomorrow night. That would be Saturday night and be part of the team, blah, blah, blah. Shovelers can shovel snow as opposed to what? Through the night on Sunday, on Saturday into Sunday morning if needed. The pay rate is $20 per hour. Complimentary food and breaks will be provided throughout the shifts and in a comfortable warm area. 20 bucks an hour. Dude, I do well. I do a lot of things for money, so <laughs> you don't say no. <laughs> you hey, a, Julie, I'm gonna go shovel some yeah. snow. <laughs> At some point, the executive producer is gonna be like, "Why do you hate me? Why do you hate? Tw- you'd rather shovel snow for twenty bucks an hour than spend the Saturday night at home? What's wrong with you, man? It's fantastic. Um, I yeah, look, I've been saying it all week. We're equipped. We're equipped for this. And if you if the bills put out a call. You don't think the people are going to show up for twenty bucks an hour to show? They will. There will be enough people there. They will. They will shovel and shovel and shovel. You'll get snowplow drivers. You'll get everybody in that area that that needs to help chip in. Will chip in to make it as safe as they can possibly make it, as habitable as they can possibly make it for Sunday afternoon. I'm 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 fairly certain of that. Well, I think I'm going to state the obvious. If you're going on Sunday, go early. Yeah, double your triple triple your commute time. Yeah. I'm late Tom George here. I've got friends. I've got friends that are going tomorrow. I've got friends that are making a weekend of it. Go tomorrow. Stay overnight Saturday night. You know, limit that commute on Sunday as much as you can, and um, make a weekend of it. You know, it's a long weekend for us. We, we many of us don't have to work on on Monday. Now, Gino and I will be here on Monday. Uh, we'll have a reaction to to the game, win or lose, obviously. 
And uh, we'll have our regular sports bar show here following uh, Sabres hockey on uh, Monday. This is Martin Luther King game, right? One o'clock game? Um, yes. Yeah, that a lot of uh, holiday action. So that game will be on uh, WCMF exclusively. Okay. The Amherst should play on uh, MLK Day, too, but they're doing the outdoor game uh, on Saturday. Oh, I wish that was on TV, too, but we'll see photos of that, uh, certainly. Don Stevens will have the call tonight and tomorrow. Bills really want me because I just got the text, too. Show snow shovelers needed. Yeah, you see? They are. They're coming after you. They are. I mean, you could just use that as your excuse to the executive producer, sweetheart. I don't know what to tell you. The bills are just the reaching. Bills the bills are asking me. Are literally asking me to chip in, and it's twenty bucks an hour. Daddy's got to go to work. Sorry. Saturday night by yourself. Here, here's a box of brose that uh, Danger left me for. <laughs> you enjoy that. I'm gonna go shovel. Why do you hate me, Gene? Why? What did I do? Always working. Uh, some other news and notes, headlines from, from today, Gino, that we should get to here before we get to happy hour and a couple few. And the big one uh, here in the last couple of hours, Alabama has a new head coach. Yeah. How about this? Uh, Kalen DeBoer, who was with Washington. Um, that's a great hire going outside of the family. And for Kalen DeBoer, you took that Washington program as far as you can go because things get a lot more difficult now that you're moving to the Big Ten, honestly. So good on him. And he comes off as kind of like a no-nonsense sort of guy. I think that would play down in Alabama. That is a tough, tough act to follow. What I marvel here at, the lightning speed of these hires, Danger, where the NFL is more EEO and let's get our all. You know, it, Apparently, college football, it's like many, many years ago. Hey, who do you want? You want the job? Great. Come on down. We're not you know, interviewing a bunch of people. In the world of name, image, and likeness, yeah. we've got to field a roster here. So let's get the, these guys in place sooner rather than later so we can know what our team is going to look like next year. And yeah, you mentioned it. The expectations are going to be sky high as they always are in Alabama. But I like the hire. I think DeBoer is nails. Uh, I like the the demeanor of the coach. I like the toughness of the coach. I think he's going to get a lot out of that team. And I, you know, that's a tough gig. You're you're stepping into the shadow of Nick Saban. But uh, if anybody could do that, I, I think DeBoer is that kind of. He appears to have that kind of metal. So, mm. uh, looking forward to seeing what that looks like on the sideline of Tuscaloosa. The, the Patriots have their new head coach Gerard Mayo uh, gets the gig. He had that um, clause in his contract. That, that anointed him as the successor to Belichick. So they waste no time after one day after Belichick says his goodbyes. Mayo is in as the new head coach of the New England Patriots. We should also mention uh, the Bills injury report today and Sean McDermott making it known that both Gabe Davis and Taylor Rapp will be out for Sunday's game. Uh, we'll see with the questionable tag here on corner Rasul Douglas, linebacker Terrell Dodson heading into this weekend. Yeah. So can the Bills get by without Gabe Davis? I don't know. Okay, so let's see. Sunday, one o'clock. How much? How much passing is actually going to happen here? I, the Gabe Davis element that I think will be missed is the blocking, because let's yeah. face it, he's he's the ultimate boom or bust guy in terms of offensive production. But the thing that doesn't show up in the stat sheet is he's one hell of a blocker in the run game. And Sherfield can do that. Sherfield's a good blocker as well. But Davis is just that's that's his for me. That's what he brings to the table now more so than any offensive production. That's just kind of what I know him for now. One little clue I picked up from One Bills Live, if you listened earlier today with Brownie, because sometimes he'll drop little nuggets, and he went out of his way to talk about Linville Joseph. Linville Joseph, defensive tackle, one of the best run stuffers, but he's up there in age. And you really haven't seen him on the field all that much, but if you know that these are going to be primarily run downs, 
Boy, that'd be a heck of a guy to back up Daquan Jones. Or can you imagine a third and one with both Daquan Jones and Linval Joseph clogging up the middle? So uh, I think that's something to look forward to. Uh, Linval Joseph uh, inactive in that game down in Miami. Speaking of the uh, Bills defense, uh, congratulations to Taron Johnson, second team All-Pro slot corner. Uh, no uh, Buffalo Bills making first team All-Pro. Good. So they'll play with the chip Good. on their shoulder. Yeah. 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 Like what what did Dallas get? Like Dallas got nine players overall, name like in all these teams. Nine times. And granted, like CeeDee Lamb, you know, he's a beast. They have some players in the secondary. Like, yes, Dallas has talent. But so too does Buffalo. And it's just it's just funny how Ed Oliver this year, having his finest year, not getting really the run. Like their left tackle, Deion Dawkins, same thing. You know, like to me, he would have warranted maybe a, a nod there, but he didn't get it either. And Brock Purdy got two votes. Josh Allen got one. Lamar Jackson, 45 uh, votes overall to be first team all-pro quarterback. A new GM in Washington or a VP of football ops, whatever his title might end up being. Right now, actually, technically, there are two GMs under the employ of the Washington Commanders. It's going to be interesting to see here over the next couple of days how that all shakes out. I'm a little surprised here because new... Well, let me check that. Generally speaking, new owners come in and they think they know what to be doing here and they spend a lot of money. See Terry Bagula with the Sabres or the guy with the Carolina Panthers. You can cite a bunch of different things. Well, when Josh Harris came in and these uh, rumors, speculation that that would be the place for Bill Belichick, that they would trade for Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick ain't going to go to Washington. They're actually doing this the right way, in my opinion. You're hiring a GM who will hire his coach and they'll figure out the quarterback situation from there. Get, get everything aligned. Don't do a little quick band-aid with Bill Belichick. Um, why did I kind of put the brakes on that? Well, because Josh Harris, yes, well, he's new to the NFL. I think he's smart enough to understand with his uh, experience owning the Sixers and the Devils to just hire good people and let them do their job. Uh, and then finally, big news for the Ravens. No game this week. They're on their bye, but tight end Mark Andrews' window to open to return from IR. Uh, he's back on the practice field after he suffered that ankle injury. That was back uh, in November, middle of November. So you could see uh, tight end Mark Andrews, their leading receiver, back as soon as next weekend's divisional round game. That is great news for the Ravens. Absolutely. And like, yeah, so... <laughs> you're hoping that some team, whether that's Houston or Cleveland, goes into into Baltimore, but uh, getting ahead of ourselves. Uh, as far as this Bills game because of the weather, I, I usually you kind of build up the confidence as the week goes along, right? I think it's gone in the other direction here, right? At least it has for me here. Yeah. Uh, happy hour next in the sports bar. We'll recap all the big news of the day. We'll get to a round of shots as well. We have time for your calls at 866-4326-585-866-4FAN. That's the Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub Wingman line. The Fan Rochester, Mike Danger for FanDuel Sportsbook, official partner of 95.7 The Fan. You know, as good as the regular season is, there is nothing like what we have this weekend. NFL, Super Wild Card Weekend, six games, three days, and for these teams, win or go home. You'll always have a spot in the playoffs with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. FanDuel has so many ways for you to pick up a W. Been spending a lot of time today talking about the plays that we like for this weekend's action. PJ Glasser from BetQL was awesome with us sharing his favorite plays. And if you want to follow my picks or PJ's picks, you can go to FanDuel right now. If your new customer gets started with $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet, just visit FanDuel.com slash Mike to join 
going today. That's FanDuel.com slash M-I-K-E. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and physically present in New York. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. For help with a gambling problem, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. You're listening to the Sports Bar with Danger and Vitaglia. On 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan Rochester. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 